Hey everyone, Michael Griffiths here, founder of Referral Marketing Guru, and welcome to this week's Get More Referrals Today podcast. I'm really excited today, got an amazing human being coming on and joining me shortly. But before I get to that special guest, uh, just remember, we're here with a really simple mission to help consultants all over the globe to be more remarkable in their business, to be more profitable in their business, and to be more impactful in their business. I truly believe it's up to us, us consultants, business owners, entrepreneurs, to create this ripple effect of change throughout society. And the only way you can do that is by being more remarkable in yourself and being more profitable in your business. And that's what really excites me in bringing our guest on today, because uh, you're going to learn a few little things that are going to help you in both being remarkable and profitable, so you can then go be more impactful. Uh, really simple, we don't run ads, uh, we don't have sponsors, we don't waste your time. So how do we get the word spread? For you guys. If you love the episode, make sure you share it with a friend, make sure that you pass it on, make sure that you jump onto your favorite podcast platform, wherever you happen to be listening to this right now, give it a nice review so we can stay up there being number one ranked referral marketing podcast as we have been for the last five years. So without further ado, let me bring our special guest on today, Chris Smith. Welcome, sir. So great Aloha. to have you on. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Really stoked. So right now, Chris is in probably my one of my most favorite places in the world over there in Hawaii, uh, living living the dream in the with the beautiful weather as I'm here and it's like seven degrees uh, Celsius and freezing my backside off. So not at all jealous, but. Now, great to have you with us, Chris. For people who don't have much of an idea of, hey, who's this Chris Smith guy? Uh, creator of the, the Campfire Effect, but fill us in. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your story. Yeah, pleasure to be here. And I have to have, a, I was on another podcast uh, today and someone's like, what, what happened to your eye right there? It's jujitsu, jujitsu accident. Uh, you know, you get humbled quickly in, uh, in jujitsu in the ocean. There's a lot of parallels uh, between the two. Yeah, the Campfire Effect is. You know, it's a methodology that I created to teach entrepreneurs how to talk about what they do in a way that's as powerful as what they actually do. And what I mean by that, Michael, is that I can't tell you the number of entrepreneurs, consultants specifically, and coaches that we've worked with over the years, thousands, that are really frustrated because they see that the work that they do, to your point, it's remarkable, it's remarkable, it's impactful, and they feel like they're here when it comes to their capabilities to make a difference for companies and people, but they feel like the way they articulate it and talk about it is here. Yeah. So there's this gap of like, we just can't ever seem to find language to articulate just how great we really are. Like, and, and as a result, we're kind of put over in this like commoditized category where we sound like every other consultant when we know that we're not. And so how do we close that gap? So that we can be more remarkable, more profitable, more impactful. So we can generate more referrals. And I think we're, I think a lot of times we're stepping over the message to like focus on all these different mediums. When really, if we would double down on the message and get really clear on what we call the four M's, the mission, what you want to be known for, the message, what what is it that makes you unique and different? The market, who do you feel called to serve? And then your method, like your unique way of doing it. 
and then we teach we teach people how to use that in their presentations and their signature talks and their sales conversations. But it all starts first by having what we refer to as scalable messaging, messaging that can go out and work on your behalf that can scale beyond you. Yeah, love it, love it. So we're going to dive into that shortly. Um, let's start off with Chris. I know you weren't always in Hawaii. I yeah. know very shortly you're not going to be in Hawaii. You're going back to to your to your hometown. So, what's your journey been to to get to this point? Yeah, it's a great question. So, I I actually I'm a fifth generation Arizona native. Now, to some people that might not mean anything. What that means, if you know anything about Arizona, is my family was one of the first families in Arizona that like settled that wild, beautiful land when it was just a desert with nothing there. And so family history and family heritage was really important to us growing up. We talked a lot about our pioneer ancestors and like the sacrifices they made and how they were entrepreneurial and they were creators, you know? And so that kind of mindset was always with me when I was young. And I grew up in a ranching rodeo family. Actually, I grew up around a bunch of cowboy storytellers and was fascinated with the idea of story and messaging and its influence since I was young. And my dad was a legendary high school basketball coach. I shared with Michael that, that uh, similarity. Um, so much so that they named the the old gym in our hometown after him. So I always thought growing up, okay, I'm going to coach and it was sports and little did I know that I would end up coaching, but in this capacity, you know, with entrepreneurs and consultants, but you know, look, I, I, my journey around to story and messaging and really bringing me out here to Hawaii. So I'm married, uh, five, five children. So we have our own basketball team. Um, and what really kicked things off for me was when I stopped doing the things that I thought I was supposed to do and that I was that I should do. And I finally had the courage to start doing the things that I felt called to do. And I started investing time and energy into those things that I felt called to do. I started sharing the message and the story that I felt called to share versus the one that I thought I should and I was supposed to. See, I was always really good at sales and I was always at the top of sales no matter where I was, but I was always selling someone else's message. And I was always doing things again that, you know, you're supposed to do to provide for your family. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of entrepreneurs and consultants and coaches face is how do you balance that, that idea of what, what the world tells you you're supposed to do and what you should do? Because I mean, really for all intents and purposes, we should have not moved our family out to Hawaii and sold everything we owned in the middle of a pandemic. Like it wasn't what we we're supposed to do, but it's what, it's what called to us. Yeah. yeah and so... I love the idea that entrepreneurs can do that same thing. When you think about your story and your message, like, are you really sharing the message and the story that you feel called to, or are you kind of saying what you think you should say? Yeah. So, so this is why I love connecting with you and, and talking to you because we both geek out on, on human marketing and neuroscience and the way the brain works and, and all of those fun things. And, um, I, I'm big in uh, Simon Sinek's golden circle. And, and most people go, this is what I do. And let's blast that everywhere. What, 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 what? You jump on your, your social media and it's, I do Facebook ads and I do SEO and I do this and I'll get you 10 to 15 leads and I'll, and I'm like, who cares? I know 3,000 other people who can do that too. So then from the what, some people can get into the how which is their unique mechanism. Uh, very few people get into the why because 
they're blurry in that themselves. They, they yeah. don't really know their own why and what their own beliefs are to be able to then share that story and share that message. So let's start there. Why is that so important that we actually have to go from the inside out rather than the outside in? Well, I think, yeah, it's such an amazing question. I was talking with a client about this today. They're frustrated with their work that they've been trying to do with a branding agency. And the branding agency is taking very much an outside in approach, which not, not anything wrong with that. I think that's kind of their model. They're more focused on the branding. So they've got to, they start with the outside in mind and then they kind of dig a little bit on the inside. But the reason it's so important to take an inside out approach is because that's like how human beings are hardwired. Like we're hardwired for connection. We're hardwired for context, which means we want to know why things happen. We want to know why you're doing this. We want to know who you are. Like if you just jump right in and start telling me about what you do and how well you do it, my brain is actually not hardwired to receive information that way. Like you've, you've jumped, you've, you've, you've skipped some critical parts of like how I actually make decisions of whether or not I'm going to trust you and do business with you. So you're sitting there telling me all about what you do and how you do it. And I'm sitting there the whole time thinking subconsciously probably, but who are you? I don't even know who you are and I don't even know why you do this. And it's amazing to me that agencies oftentimes don't solve for that. Like we go to marketing agencies all the time in one form or another, digital marketing or branding or whatever it is, advertising, PR. And we're expecting this agency to help us really figure out our message. But what they're really focused on more so is amplification. They're kind of looking to us like, hey, you got to kind of have your message figured out and then we'll help you amplify it. And so I always talk about these idea of clarifiers and amplifiers, Michael, that unfortunately most people skip the clarifiers because that's where it actually, there's a lot of work and a lot of digging and unearthing and figuring out your why and who you are and connecting those dots. So we skip that, we jump right to the, the amplification. We just hope that we can throw enough freaking money at it in the form of marketing and branding and advertising digital that it's just gonna work and it never does. Yeah. And it's usually after you've spent a lot of money and a lot of time and underwhelming results that you're then like, okay, we've got to dig deeper. And that's getting into the inside of like, what is this all about for us? Like, why do we feel called to do this? Why are we, who are we in this? How, how has our life led us here? Like what's the journey that's gotten us here? And it's just really rare for people to dig that deep. And that's, we've built a whole business around digging deep. Yeah. And what's interesting is when you do dig deep, all the amplification starts to work better anyways. Like 100 it does. everything starts wow. to perform in a much more meaningful way and you start seeing better ROI. Um, but it's actually how we're hardwired to receive information. And it's it's just unfortunate that a lot of companies just skip that critical step. But I, 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 it's still shocking to me that we're not, we don't teach that more. Like we don't teach companies, like you can't just jump right out to marketing and branding and digital and advertising. Like you've got to actually spend more time in the clarification than you do in the amplification, mm. which is very rarely do you see that happening. Uh, 100%. So I suppose when, when I put this together, I go, we let's take a company that everyone knows. Everyone knows Apple. Mm -hmm. and, and Apple's really clear in going from the inside out. Why do we exist? Because like, in essence, what are they? They're a computer company. Who cares? Right. But we exist to change the status quo. We exist to inspire. And because they have those beliefs, they attract the people who also have those beliefs. Sure. And hence, they believe they they create this following of people, this tribe of people, and people either love Apple or hate Apple. 
doesn't matter to them. Do you reckon that we don't do this as well as what we should because of our own sort of scarcity mindset of, I just won't get enough clients. Like if I oh. believe these things and I tell people these things, what happens if no one comes? Totally. You know, and, and what, the way I talk about it, Michael, is the difference between alignment versus opportunity. See, like <laughs> we're so afraid to miss out on opportunities and we're so opportunity driven that like opportunity becomes the tail that wags the dog. And so instead of really taking a bold stand for who we are and what we want to be known for and what our authentic message is, Instead, oftentimes what we do, unfortunately, is we go out and see what opportunities are out there to be capitalized on. We chase those. And then based off, the, based off the opportunity we picked, we then back into the message and the values that would allow us to capitalize on that opportunity. And it's, it's like totally like a backwards way of approaching it because you're never going to land at your authentic story and message. Your, your, your story and message and values are being dictated by like whatever opportunity you're chasing. And so it requires some real courage and it requires some real digging, but to say, okay, look, there's never going to be a shortage of opportunities. So we don't even need to worry about that. But what if we come and get really clear on like what we want to be known for, which is a big question we have companies answer, which is a really difficult question. Like, what do we want to be known for? Like, what do we stand for more than anything? What do we feel called to share? And then from that place, that clarity and that stand, you then start to look through that like a lens and you see which opportunities are aligned with you. And the ones that are, you, you, you take advantage of them. And the ones that aren't, you don't have any scarcity around it because you trust in this like, hey, as long as we operate from a place of alignment to who we are and what we want to be known for. But I think that's a really challenging thing to, to operate more from a place of alignment than opportunity. And I don't think any company gets it right 100% of the time. I'm sure Apple still at times gets distracted short term by an opportunity and they chase it for a while and invest time and money and realize like, oh, hold on, we've gotten off course here a little bit. But they actually have something that lets them know they've gotten off course. And, 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 and what I found, Michael, for me and our clients is it allows you to stop being an inch deep and a mile wide, chasing everything. Like Greg McEwen talks about in his book, Essentialism. You're just chasing every opportunity spread thin not really making a huge, tremendous impact on any one group of people and not really becoming known for anything, but still being quote unquote successful. You go from that to being an inch wide and a mile deep. And you're like going all in on like, we're going to become known for this to this group of people. And I've never seen a company yet, even though it requires more courage to be an inch wide and a mile deep than it does to be an inch deep and a mile wide. Like but I've never seen a company yet that makes the courageous commitment to take a stand for their, their company and their brand and operate from a place of alignment and being an inch deep and a mile wide, or sorry, an inch, an inch wide and a mile deep that it's not paid off for them. You know, and Apple's a really great result of like, look, we will not stray from this. Like, this is who we are. This is who we serve. I just think it's really dangerous when you approach your marketing and your story and your messaging from a place of opportunity. Well, then it just could become the flavor of the day. Like you, you're just blown about by the winds of opportunity. But when you when you approach your story and your message and your marketing and your market from a place of like your calling and what you want to be known for and what you're willing to take a stand for in the world, it's really hard to get knocked off course. And if you do, it's easy to course correct. But you're, you're going to build something that really lasts and you're going to build something of value and it's going to be something you could actually become known for someday. See, Simon Sinek is a really great example. You, could, you say Simon Sinek and people go, oh, start with why. Or you say, start with why? Oh, Simon Sinek. Like he's known for that, but it took a lot of like 
commitment from him and a lot of focus and a lot of courage to go all in on that as an idea in the beginning. Now, because of the depth, he's written books on other things and he's also starting to become known for some other things as well. But I think one of the great things that plagues entrepreneurs is that to, in our day, and it'll be one of the greatest plagues of entrepreneurship in our lifetime, is our inability to like pick something, focus on it, go all in on it, and actually become known for something. Because we just get distracted by the opportunities and the scarcity of like, well, what if I don't try to serve everyone? What if I don't have like tons of offers for everyone? And it's and that's actually the thing that keeps you from having the kind of impact and success you want. It's it's odd, like that the very thing we're afraid of, we're creating it by chasing way too many things. And that, I've experienced that in my own business. Yeah, no, so true. So it leads then to to this part where, okay, I hear you, Chris. I'm supposed to share my why. I'm supposed to be passionate about something. I'm supposed to be, you know, go all in, but I don't want to sort of share emotion and I don't sort of want to be mean. I sort of just, I like, can't I just put up this wall and it's sort of like business is over there and the real me is over here and can't there just be this divider? Like, why do I need to, to actually be true and authentic and emotional and actually give everything? Yeah. Let's talk to those people. Yeah, I love that. We, we only get that question about every single week inside of our coaching program, right? Like, what, you want me to share my story? No one cares about my story. Like, why would I share my story? Why would I be authentic? And and I have, and, and I want to make a little distinction, if you're okay with it, Michael, on on, on this idea of your why. Because I've also realized that, that share your why, that is starting to mean more things to more people. We could be talking about completely different things. I don't know that people necessarily care about my why if it's all about me. And that's a slight distinction, but I think really profound that I've realized it's when I share my why from a place of why am I so called to make a difference for the people I feel called to serve? 100%. Because if I'm just sharing my why, like, hey, here's why I do this, but it really, I've seen people, Michael, share their story in a way that has it be all about them. And then I've also seen people share their story. It's still their story, but they share it in such a way that it's all about the people they feel most called to serve. Yeah. And, and so here's... If you don't share why you do what you do from a place of like, here's why I feel so called to do this, people literally can't fully connect with you or trust you. They can be impressed with your offer. They can be impressed with what you do and how you do it. They can even sense some level of credibility there, right? But I think there's these different emotions psychologically that are tied to different aspects of our story, right? Like the reason why I might want to tell someone at some point in time what I do is because it might help them see value in it. The reason at some point in my story, I might want to tell them how I do it, the method or the mechanism, it might give them confidence that I know how to do it, right? But I'm still missing some really critical emotions that are necessary to make a sale, which is, but have I established a connection with them and do they trust me? I've never figured out, Michael, and I don't know if you have, I've never figured out how to talk about what I do enough to build connection and trust through that. And I've never built, figured out how to talk about how I do it enough to build trust and connection. I've only found that the only way I can truly build trust and connection with someone that only comes through when I share my story of who I am and why I feel so called to do this. Now, I'm also not saying that trust and connection are required to make a sale. But in my experience, it's much easier and it happens much faster when there's trust, connection, 
And yes, you're still going to share what you do and how you do it. It's kind of like it's kind of like if I set you down, Michael, to watch a movie with me. Like, hey, Michael, I got this really great movie I want to I want to watch with you. It's one of my favorite movies. You're like, yeah, mate, let's let's watch it. And then I start it, and it opens up 20 minutes in, and you're like noticing. You're like, you're like Chris, can we start from the beginning, man? I'd really love to know like what's happened and like what got them to here. Like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing right now. And it's like, no, 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 man, just pay attention to what they're doing. Just pay attention to how they're doing it. You'll be fine. You don't need the first 20 minutes of the movie. And you'd be like, no, dude, really, please, let's, re you know, drive you crazy. And we've all been that person before where we're watching a movie and someone joins us partway in, they drive you nuts, right? It's like, who's that? Why did that happen? And you know what they're always asking, Michael, when they start a movie late? They're always asking who and why, not what and how. So you eventually pause the movie, you catch them up, you give them the download, okay, who's, here's who this person is, here's why they did this, here's who that is, you give them the backstory, and they're like, oh, okay, this, I've, I've, I'm connected to it now. It makes sense. And although that's a funny analogy, we do it all the time in business to our detriment. We start our story and our message partway into the movie, and you have this person trying to watch the movie, listening to our message or watch, looking at our marketing. They're trying to like, they're really trying to stay hooked, like they're trying to follow and they're kind of, okay, I kind of like what you do here and that. But there's this huge missing piece of context, which is like, oh yeah, I don't know who this is or why they're doing this. I don't know how their life got them here. And literally we're hardwired for this, like the reptilian part of the brain, then the mammalian, then the neocortex. So the reptilian part of the brain is, do I trust you? And are you safe? The mammalian part of the brain is, are you going to help me experience less pain and, and effort with more pleasure? And then the neocortex is, does this information make sense? Is it logical? Unfortunately, most of us in our marketing actually start with the neocortex stuff, the information, why it's logical, what we do, and people just can't compute it. But if we start with, okay, here's who I am. Here's why my life led me here to do this. The reptilian part of the brain goes, hey, dude, makes sense. You can trust this person. Okay. Now you get into like, here's the benefits it would have for you, the mammalian. Oh, like, I would experience more results and pleasure in my life and less effort. Then we tell them how we're going to do it. And we explain our offer with the information to the neocortex. And it's like, got it. Makes sense. But I like we're so lazy at times with messaging and language that we think we can just skip critical parts. Just like you, you would never have a movie that it's like, ah, you know what? Let's just cut out the first 20 minutes and give them no context. They'll, 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 they'll put the pieces together. It's like, no, they won't. Nah, so, so anyways, that's, that to me is like it, we, we, a little um, framing that you, you might be useful to people is like next time you go to tell your story in a sales conversation or a networking event, literally we encourage you to frame, use this frame. Hey, I'd love to share with you why I feel so called to do this. Just even that language, it, it prompts you to like share the calling. It's not like, hey, can I tell you my story or hey, can I tell you what I do? It's like, hey, I'd love to share with you a little bit about like, why I feel so called to this. Because the reason you feel called to this is likely going to have something to do with them. So make sure that when you tell your personal story, it's actually about them, if that makes sense. Love that. Love that. I'm going to use that. I've got a video to record later on. And it's exactly how I'm going to open up. So <laughs> love it. Um, we, I, I could talk about this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, how do people best find you right now? Yeah, the campfireeffect.com. Um is the best place to find us. We've got a, some really awesome, you know, free downloads and resources of like one of our one of our most popular ones right now is 
we've created kind of our own sales training, but it's it's selling in a way that's story-based, void of tactics, and actually feels good. Um, and so it's a it's a free download. If you go on our website and uh, or if you even want to send an email to connect at the campfireeffect.com, um, we can also send you that guide. It's a it's a really comprehensive guide, but yeah, we just love sharing this message. And, and really more than anything, it's like, look, I, I just want, I want, I want consultants to give themselves the highest probability of making the impact they can by like doing justice to their work based on the story and the message they share. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And it's why we're, we're so aligned. Um, because in the end, if you don't have a good understanding of this, uh, it doesn't matter what else you do. And and right now, there are too many people out there who just are screaming out, going, you've got to run Facebook ads, you've got to do SEO, you've got to do pay-per-click, you've got to go to networking events, you've got to ask people for referrals, you've got to... None of that will matter. None of it will work. Business will still be hard because in the end, you actually just are missing a key element of the piece. And it's you being able to come and let people know bit more about your story so as we talk all the time people buy from those they resonate with because then they can respect and then they can be inspired by them mm -hmm. and if you don't have those three things taking place it makes it really hard for someone to hand over their money so uh everything chris has just gone through is just it's so powerful for you to be able to think about exactly how you're probably going from the outside in rather than the inside out. Uh, Chris, just before we finish off, most, uh, what would I, how would I put this? What's been the best piece of advice you've been given so far in business? Wow. Just one, putting you on the spot. When I was first starting out as an entrepreneur, I was talking with this gentleman who was really wealthy and, uh, he had a ranch in Mexico and he had a ranch in Arizona and he had an airplane hangar and this other, you know, he had just all these properties and things he'd accumulated. And I'm sitting there, this young, wide-eyed entrepreneur, like that's so inspiring. I want all of that, right? Like I want a ranch and I want this and I want this. And he said, you know what? So I'm just going to tell you something. Whatever you own, owns a piece of you. And I was just like, he didn't say anything more. He wasn't trying to discourage me from any of those things. But there was some real wisdom that I've never forgotten that. And and when I think when I say own something, right? Like I even think about that in the context of like how many team members do I have and like how big of a business do I want to own or how many things do I want to own? But that's actually just served me to kind of keep me in alignment because sometimes I can get out of alignment myself and start chasing big opportunities and, and then asking myself like, what is this all for? Like, why do I want to own this bigger business or why do I want to own this other home or why do I want to own this other, you know, this other business in addition to the one I have. And just that's helped me make a lot of decisions that I otherwise think I would have just gone for. It's whatever you own owns a piece of you. So just be really careful about what you allow to own you. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Guys, if you've loved this episode, make sure that you uh, review it, whether you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcast stations. If you're watching this on YouTube, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, 
make sure you uh, share it around because the best way to be able to help more and more consultants to be more remarkable, profitable, impactful. And honestly, why do you even want to do that? Because really, I think it's our duty because it's our duty to help change society and we get to change society. You get to employ more people, you get to help schools, you get to help sporting organisations, you get to help organisations that you're passionate about. And I think it's up to us. So uh, spread the word if you've loved the episode. If you haven't loved the episode, hey, shoot me an email because uh, always loving good feedback. Chris, really appreciate you jumping on, being with us. Um, I know our guys are going to absolutely love this. And, and again, reach out to Chris at the Campfire Effect. Dot com. I got that right, did I? Yep, yep. campfireeffect.com. It's also in the show notes for people who are uh, listening rather than watching. And uh, till next week, take care and have an amazing rest of your week. Thanks, everyone.